0: Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman, and I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News, presented by Genucamp. If you know me, something that I don't really drink is coffee or sodas, and so it can sometimes be a little difficult when I have a workout that I'm just not ready for. And if you want to have a, a substitute for your workouts, something you definitely want to have is Ucam. Ucam is a super starch that steadily releases energy so you can keep your foot on the gas throughout your entire workout and end on a high. It's trusted by elite runners and Olympians such as Joe Klecker and Sarah Hall for long-lasting energy that's easy on the stomach. Achieve your personal best and use can now and save 25% off when you use code HARRIER. That's code H-A-R-R-I-E-R. Now, welcome to our next episode of 10 Minutes in Tokyo. Uh, unfortunately, we're not joined by anyone today, so you're going to be stuck with... Just me, all my lonesome, and uh, we have a lot of stuff that happened yesterday on the track. Uh, by the time I'm recording this, we just finished up the men's 400-meter hurdles, and I promise uh, we are going to be getting into that in just a minute. We'll actually start with that story because that one is probably the one you're you're most interested in, and then we'll get to the morning Uh, But before we get into that, make sure that you leave a like, leave a review, subscribe to the channel. really helps us know that you're enjoying everything that's going on. We're going to be having daily content throughout the entire Olympics so you can understand everything that happened the night before. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Um, Now, let's get right into the race that you've probably all been waiting for, and that is the men's 400-meter hurdles. And the only thing that I can say is Wow. This was the best race that I have ever witnessed in my entire life, bar none. It doesn't matter what you like, what event it is, when I when it was. Like this was the best race that we have ever seen, and this is a perfect example of if somebody says track and field is boring, track and field isn't good. Just show them this race. Just be like, you know what. You're saying track and field is boring. Watch the 400 meter hurdles, gold medal or 400 meter finals in 2021 Tokyo Olympics and tell me it's boring now because you had three athletes that would have broken the world record had this race happened a month ago. This was an insanely fast race. And if you told me the results, I would not believe you. So for those that don't know, uh, Carson Warholm of Norway took home the gold medal in the 400-meter hurdles with a time of 45.94. That is a time that will get you on probably many of the team's 4x4s that's going to be happening later on in the Olympics. And he's doing that over hurdles. It was a massive PR he he previously had ran a 46.7 uh, which was a, a like a new world record and everyone was like holy crap that is an insane race and then he just doubled down and took off nearly a second and and won a gold medal it was a so it was such an exciting race because Warholm got out fast he was out front for majority of the race so you could say for the first not, through the first eight hurdles, Warholm is ahead by maybe a meter or so, maybe not even, maybe half a meter and Benjamin's right next to him. So that was the best part. You had Benjamin in five and you had uh, Warholm in six. And so they're neck and neck, they're running right against each other. And so they're outside and you see Benjamin creeping and creeping and creeping. He's getting closer and closer. And right as he goes over hurdle eight, I believe, Benjamin takes the lead. And so Benjamin with 50 meters left in the race is now in the lead on world record pace. And everyone, this, this, I was so tense. I was standing up, jumping, saying, holy crap, Benjamin is about to win the Olympic gold. And then Warholm just put it into an extra gear and just ripped the heart out of everyone watching and won the, ripped the heart out of everyone watching from the US and won uh, gold and the world record in the process it was an insane race it was so entertaining um, you know you have Benjamin was obviously heartbroken which you know makes sense I would be too if you if you told Benjamin hey you're gonna run a 4617 he'd be like oh yeah I so I win the gold that's awesome I'm so happy for it and he's like no you're you're not actually you're gonna come in second and he probably wouldn't believe you because if running a 45 4617 would have been the world record by a landslide. And so uh, super proud of, of how these guys did. Uh, third place um, was DeSantos from Brazil. He ran a 46.72, which would have broken the original world record going into the season. So just three guys that were crazy. And it also brought up everyone else in the competition because seven out of the eight runners in this race either ran a personal best or, or a season's best. So we saw a lot of great performances from everyone. And that's the the saying of a rising tide raises all ships, like everyone just stepped their game up because they're like this is going to be an insane race and this was. I mean, I think this is I don't know the exact numbers, but I would say this definitely goes down as the best, if not if not the best, one of the best races of all time. And I'd say this would go down as one of the best uh, track and field competitions of all time right next to that 1984 long jump competition uh, that was just going back and forth with the world records I mean that was the battle that we saw today this was truly one of the best races and I'm so glad that I got to see it live it sucks that there were no fans out there because I guarantee you that that place would have been exploding with energy and heck we might have even see a, uh, you know times drop down lower if there are fans in there but overall fantastic race uh if you didn't see it you have to watch it on replay it was super super exciting uh now we're going to flash back to the that morning session uh before we get into some of those those evening races i just wanted to make sure we went over that one first cuz that was by far going to be the most uh the most sought after event uh so starting off in the morning Uh, Didn't start off uh, very great. Um, One of the favorites to win a medal this year in the the women's pole vault, Sandy Morris. Uh, She broke her pole after her – on her first attempt of her second bar. Um, And so the the weather in the morning was raining. It was really bad. They had to actually uh, pause the pole vaults as well as the discus because of uh, weather concerns. So they paused it for about a half hour or so, uh, then came back to it. Um, Sandy Morris, she broke her pole, uh, fell in the pit – or fell in the – the the box, not the box, but yeah, she fell in the pit. Uh, and she hyperextended her hip and just wasn't able to, to run anymore. And it was super bad. You could see it on her face. She was uh, very upset that she couldn't compete. Um, I was well. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Sandy Morris, and it stinks to see her go down with an injury because had this happened one bar later – um, just one attempt later, she could have potentially cleared four seventy five or four fifty five, and she would have been into the, the finals. And you know, if, if she got through this, it might have been able a thing. It might have been a thing where she could have you know gotten some treatment and been able to compete in the finals. But you know, we're not going to be able to see that. So that stinks for her. Uh, hopefully, she'll be um, healthy and be able to compete. Um, you know, later on in the year. Uh, next the U.S. got their first gold medal this morning or last morning with uh, Valerie Allman so Valerie Allman won uh, the discus with a throw of 68.98 meters won by a landslide she won by over two meters Uh, first gold for the U.S. Um, she was really dominating from the beginning it was clear that she was ready Uh, she threw she had a big throw to start with so she was all she was ready to compete right out the gate and and no one really even came close to touching her. It was it was really her competition to lose and um it was it was great to great to see um and it's interesting to say like I mean, U.S. has not been doing very well in track and field at this Olympics. I mean, like I said, this is the first Olympic medal, uh, first Olympic gold that we've had. Um, and as of recording this, this is the only Olympic gold that U.S. has. Uh, you know, we didn't get any tonight. Um, and so it's saying, like, what what's going on with U.S.? A lot of people have that question. I mean, uh, I've seen some people talk about, yeah, like the, the travel time. A lot of these athletes have traveled 11, uh, you know, over the course of 11 different time zones. It's, it's a completely different time of the day for them. And many people, many of these athletes only have had a few days to transition. And the and the note is you want to get one day for every time zone. So many of these people, these athletes should have been there for 10, 11 days uh, beforehand. And many of them only got there for five. So are you really adjusted by this time that you're competing? I don't know. Uh, but congrats to Valerie. Uh, it was great to see her bring home a gold for the U S. Um, Next, uh, Bacale won the steeple. He won with a time of eight oh eight. Germa got second. Uh, then he Bakale tried to then run in the what was it the fifteen hundred prelims. Uh, you know, five hours later, uh, pretty much. He said that he went to bed at five a.m. and then tried to you know run this race at what was like what nine or ten a.m. there and. Just was like, yeah, there was no shot, and I think he was trying to double dip. Realized it didn't work, but he came off a really good race in the steeple. Um, he was my pick for for the win, and it was I was glad to see him see him do that. Uh, then also in the morning session, Safan Hassan did her first leg of her triple. Um, she won the five women's 5000 with a time of 14:36.79. Uh, she won by about two seconds, um, and. This is coming off of her running the 1500 earlier, uh, where she fell and came back. And she showed that that didn't really have an effect on her. And so now, uh, later on, I think it's later on tonight, right? No, tomorrow, she's going to be competing in the 1500 and then later on uh, in the 10K. Uh, That 15 is going to be one of her... Tougher events. Uh, there's a lot of really fast women in there, um, so it's going to be tough to see if she'll be able to to take home the W there, or is there going to be you know a little bit of difficulty um, with her running? But overall, uh, I I've got her pegged to win the triple. Um, I don't see why she can't do it. If anyone can, it's going to be her, and she's determined to. Uh, she said, uh, "I'm following my heart here rather than my head, which would probably make sense to just focus on on two events. I'm, I'm going for the triple, and you know what why not." Uh, you might as well. I mean, there's not many times you're going to get an opportunity to go for three events in an Olympic final. Um, you're just not going to get that opportunity, so you might as well take it. Um, next, we to go into the evening events. So the first story that we had, Yared Nagus of the U.S. dropped out of the 1500 with an apparent quad injury. He's going to be getting ready for cross country uh, with Notre Dame later on in the fall. And um, the biggest painting point of this is the timing. Like, when did he realize that he wasn't running? Because we saw a few days ago, Matt Ludwig um, came into, the U- came into to Tokyo, was able to compete, and get really close to, to making the final in the pole vault off of about three days' notice um, after finding out Sam Kendris tested positive for COVID. And so now I'm wondering, when did they make the decision that Yair Nagus wasn't going to compete? Because if this was a thing like, hey, in the warm-ups for that, like it was this day or, or maybe last night or something like that, like, hey, Nagoose, he, he can't run, he had a, a free quad injury, then that's one thing. If this was something that they knew he had for a, a week or two and it was just like, you know, they didn't say anything until now, that, that's kind of messed up because they could have given Craig Angles an opportunity to compete. Um, and what stinks is since it's so far away, it's not like he could, he could be there. If this was like the LA Olympic, if this was in LA, he would have, yeah, he'd be on the first flight he'd be in, he probably would have been in LA there, but with it being, you know, all the way across the world, he didn't have the opportunity. And I'm sure he was watching that 1500 meter prelims, like, damn, that could have been me right there, but I didn't get the thing. Uh, didn't get the notice, uh, sucks. Uh, but you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles, I suppose. Uh, then, um, we had Mikal Mahambo. I definitely, Mikale Mahambo. I definitely butchered her name of Germany. She won the long jump, uh, on the very last jump of the day. She jumped to even seven meters. Uh, and it was really exciting. I mean, Reese had the, the lead for, for much of the competition. And then, um, the lady from, I believe Nigeria ended up taking the lead for a jump and then Reese brought it right back. Uh, and then going – there's two attempts left. There's two jumpers left, and uh, the lady from uh, Macaulay jumped seven meters, beating uh, Brittany Reese by three centimeters, so like one inch. And then Brittany Reese went for it, and it looked like she had it, but her head kind of went back and hit the sand, and, and she got – she jumped 684 and, and got second. So uh, tough day. Um, great you know, great career for, for Brittany Reese. She did mention this was going to be her last Olympic. She is 34. Um, So she had an overall fantastic career. Um, Would have loved to see her go out with the gold, but definitely uh, had a great day. Uh, Tara Davis, she ended up jumping, uh, getting fifth place. This is an extremely close competition. Everyone was within about six six inches of each other, so it was a very, very close call. But uh, she had a very good start, I mean, to, to end, uh, end her career or end her season with a fifth-place finish in the long jump, definitely not bad. I'm sure she would have liked to have better. I mean, who wouldn't? But I really think this is showing how difficult that college season, to, season is. I mean, we saw with Javon Harrison earlier. We, we're seeing with Tara Davis that, you know, it's, it's just difficult to to be able to run all of those races, running every weekend essentially since January. I mean, it's it's just starting to – to put a toll on the body. And, you know, you're just not going to be able to, to jump as well as you want all the time. Uh, and yeah, so those are all of the events that we had this past day. want to go over the events that are going to be happening today. So by the time this came, this comes out, um, a few events have already happened. So on the men's side, we're having the 110 hurdle uh, prelims, shot put qualifier the pole vault final and the 5k Uh, that's going to be in the morning session and i believe the hammer final is going to be in the morning as well um i got for the the pole vault, Mondo Plantis, obviously, I don't see how anyone's going to beat him. Um, unless there's, like, some freak thing, he's definitely going to win. Um, he jumps great in great conditions. He jumps great in terrible conditions. It doesn't matter. He's going to be the guy. He's jumped six meters uh, in all conditions, so I think he's going to win it. Uh, I think second place, I have uh, Chris Nielsen uh, of the U.S., and then I would say third place, let's go with Peter Lysak of, I think, what, Switzerland? Um, I, I think he's got a, a got a chance to do it. He's jumped six meters before. I think he has a chance to, to break something out. Um, and then uh, on the evening for the men, we have the the 200-meter semis. Uh, the decathlon gets started, the very first event's the 100, so they're going to have the, those first five events going on during the evening. Uh, javelin, uh, the qualifier is going to be going on, and then the 110-meter semis uh, semis, uh, is going to happen on that evening as well. On the women's side, uh, we have the hammer got Gwen Berry. She's got it. I feel she's, she's got something, got something brewing. She's been training all, she's been training for this for uh, an insanely long amount of time. She, she, it, this means a lot to her. I feel she's going to take home the win, uh, 800 meter final. We have a thing. Mo, I have, uh, winning that race. Um, I think that, She's shown that she can handle the presser and is going to be ready for that, for running when the lights are are the brightest. Um, and, yeah, for the women, it's all – it's like it's straight finals because then after that we also, we have the uh, the 200-meter uh, finals, which I would say I've got – I mean, I, I feel Gabby Thomas still has it in her to, to do something well. But it's going to be hard to bet against Elaine Thompson, hurrah. Um, if she doubles, I mean – Shoot, we're in a real tough competition of is she the best Jamaican sprinter of all time. She might be soon if she can bring home this 200 meters, especially if she runs an Olympic record. Ooh, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm excited for it. Uh, then we have the um, the heptathlon is getting started, so they're going to do the first four events of that. And then finishing off with the 400-meter hurdles, uh, I believe that we're going to see another world record go down, so back-to-back days with world records. I think Sydney McLaughlin's going to win it. Um, close behind her will be Dalia Mohamed and then, Fem- I think, what, Femke Ball, um, a Poland, I think she's going to end up getting third place there. Uh, once again, this might be the, the second best race of all time. Heck, it might be the best race of all time, taking over what we just saw last night with the men in the 400-meter hurdles. But it's exciting to see that uh, the same race for both genders is super competitive and is going to be some of the best that we're going to see of all time. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh let me know what race are you most looking forward to um, with the rest of the Olympics. Uh that's gonna be our episode for today. If you enjoyed it, uh please make sure that you leave a like, review um, share it with a friend. All that really helps us know that you're enjoying the content, um, and I hope that you hope that you guys are. Um, and for everyone that looks for more content, go and follow us on Instagram. Uh, I post news, breaking news, uh, you know, different different types of clips and, and all that on there. It's at Track World News. Um, and thank you for everyone that follows us on Instagram. There, we just recently passed over 2,000 followers. Super cool mile, milestone. Never thought we would make it, especially. What, I've only been doing this since October of 2020, so didn't think that we'd be going from zero to 2000 in that short period of time. It hasn't even been a year yet. But um, thank you so much. Uh, Have a good one, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.